Hello, and welcome to the Dairy Defined Podcast. Trade equals turbulence in 2022. Today, we have two members of NMPF's economics team working in tandem with the U.S. Dairy Export Council on Dairy and Trade Issues, William Laux and Stephen Kane. Will is the Vice President of Global Economic Affairs for the U.S. Dairy Export Council, providing strategic analysis and insight into the global dairy market. Thanks for joining us, Will, and congratulations on your recent promotion. Thanks for having me, Alan. Stephen Kane is the Director of Economic Research and Analysis at NMPF, providing economic analysis with a focus on both domestic production and global trade. He's heavily involved with the Cooperatives Working Together program, which boosts dairy exports. Good to have you here, Stephen. Happy to be here. Let's start with you, Will. Trade's becoming a bigger and bigger deal for dairy with each passing year. 2021 was a record year for exports. What's this year looking like? 2022 is going to have quite a few more challenges for U.S. dairy exports than 2021 did. Uh, There's a couple different things driving that. For one, U.S. milk production has been relatively constrained to start the year. We've seen year-over-year declines in milk production growth through March, at least, of this year. Uh, As a result of that, there's less product, frankly, for the United States to be able to export. At the same time, we've had strong domestic demand continuing to pull Uh, more product that is made into that domestic market, limiting some opportunities for export growth. But outside of that, we've also got a few other factors. Uh, For one, there continues to be logistics frustration on the West Coast. uh, And obviously now what's happening with China continues to be a major issue as well. But the final thing here is also uh, we have relatively high prices right now. And obviously that is good news for farmers. But what that does mean is lower income consumers in several of our key markets are really kind of pushing back or, or thinking a bit more before they pick up that extra uh, dairy or cheese or, or something at the grocery store. So as a result of that, we're seeing a little bit more subdued export performance to start the year, at least as far as volume goes. Uh, but as far as value uh, goes, we're actually really starting off the year incredibly strong because we have these higher prices, which is helping boost our overall export value. But on top of that, We're also exporting more of our higher value products too. Cheese is up, butter is up, high protein whey uh, products are also up. And so that's kind of creating this mismatch between total volume, at least to start the year. Oh, I think the second half of the year will be much better uh, compared to value, which is really starting the year off strong. Stephen, I'd like to delve a little bit more into some individual markets here. By the way, I, we should all mention that you have an excellent piece in Hordes Dairyman this week, taking a look at some issues with China. So maybe we should talk a little bit about that and supply chains and, and then give us a little bit of a tour of around the world in dairy. Yeah, you know, to, to Will's point for, for 2022, uh, you know, I think we're, we're, in a, we're in a time of inflation. That's uh, where consumers' currency isn't stretching quite as far as it used to. I think we're going to see some pushback. Uh, from consumers at some of these high-level prices, uh, especially in sub-Saharan Africa. It's definitely going to take place. Uh, We're not a major exporter to the region, so it won't be impacting U.S. exports as much. Uh, But other regions like Middle East, North Africa, uh, I think we're going to see some some pushback a little bit on these high prices, maybe some push towards uh, some substitutes where they are less expensive. Uh, To Will's point, we're in a higher-priced environment all around. Uh, So even some of the substitute products uh, are expensive and it's difficult to substitute those. So uh, overall, I think we're going to see some some pushback from some more price sensitive regions uh, uh, throughout the world. 
And the Hordes piece we just mentioned, by the way, is titled Chinese Port Woes Could Snap Back to U.S. Talk a little bit about that. Uh, to Will's point, you know, we're still having some some issues getting product out of the West Coast of the United States, but a growing issue that's taken place over the last six weeks has really been the the buildup and the backlog into Chinese ports, uh, especially outside Shanghai. Uh, COVID-induced lockdowns uh, throughout the region have grown in number and intensity, and the amount of people that are being locked down that's effectively shut down some of these ports. Uh, right now, as of as of late April, uh, there were over 500 vessels waiting to berth outside of Chinese ports. And that backlog is really going to have an impact on global supply chain, uh, as well as Chinese demand moving forward. Chinese demand already uh, has been a little weak in Wei and S&P, uh, Wei really driven by uh, the market dynamics with pork industry not being as uh, driving for uh, use of high value feed contents like Wei. Um, but what's going to be a bigger issue now is just getting product into the country, uh, as well as those transloading, uh, getting product from the ports further into the further into the country. So, uh, you know, I think we're going to see some some continued issues from there uh, from that. But we'll have to keep our eye on that to see how the Chinese government uh, reacts to the backlog, how they handle that, to see how that really impacts uh, the larger global supply chain. And from a U.S. perspective, from the point of view of an American dairy farmer, Stephen. What's the brightest spot for dairy trade right now? Yeah, yeah. To Will's point, high value whey protein uh, has been pretty positive. Seen some strong growth of last year. I think we'll continue to see that this year, especially in the countries like Japan and South Korea um, that focus on healthy aging, healthy living. Um, that's going to continue to drive use of the, those products. Global cheese demand also remains uh, strong. Uh, I think we'll continue to see that throughout 2022 especially as regions continue to reopen, uh, things get back to normal. Uh, Southeast Asia, especially in those terms, um, you know, they've been on and off in, in lockdowns throughout the pandemic, um, but we're starting to see some some prolonged, uh, you know, reopenings. Uh, people are getting back to normal in Southeast Asia, and that's going to be a boom for uh, demand within the region. Looking ahead well. One thing you'll hear as an argument for future U.S. dairy export growth is we don't have the same supply constraints as some of our competitors. The market keeps growing. U.S. is better able to grow with it. Are we seeing any signs of that yet? Tell us how the big shifts are happening in dairy global trade. Yeah, happy to, Alan. Um, So I think for one, you're absolutely right. We are starting to see evidence of that shift. And the fact is, The U.S. is the one that is structurally able to grow with global dairy demand, which is still growing overall, even in this inflationary environment. We're seeing consumers around the world really look to dairy, Uh, but specifically on the structural and milk production growth that we're talking about. So I mentioned up at the top that U.S. milk production has been relatively subdued to start the year. And that's certainly true, uh, but that's kind of being led by short term issues. So for one, we haven't really added too much new capacity so far this year. For another, we've had really high input costs on our farmers, making it less profitable even as prices have risen. And Europe and New Zealand are dealing with similar issues. You haven't seen much new capacity come online. They are dealing with incredibly high input costs, especially Europe, as it relates to energy with Russia, Ukraine. Uh, But they're also dealing with higher feed costs and the like as well. So they're running into these temporary issues on top of the fact that weather wasn't that great this past year. 
but they have some structural issues that are really going to be more of a constraint moving forward. And that's where I think the U.S. is well placed. Uh, both countries, New Zealand and Europe, the number one uh, in Europe, number two in New Zealand in terms of total global exports of dairy. Uh, both those countries aren't going to grow their milk production significantly over the next five to 10 years. And a lot of that has to do with environmental regulations that both uh, governments are looking to put on the dairy industry. And these are regulations that aren't so much focused on uh, sustainability as a way of uh, maximizing productivity, making sure consumers are fed, while at the same time helping protect our planet. Instead, they're more focused on, at times, really disincentivizing dairy production and moving away from some of those animal ag issues. So you see countries like the Netherlands driving programs to reduce dairy cows by 30%. And that's not really necessarily in the spirit of, hey, there's a globe right now that is demanding dairy products. How do we do that sustainably, which I think is the U.S. perspective. And so as we go forward, the U.S. really should be the one to capture this global dairy demand as we increase our exports overall. Anything else either of you would like to add? Uh, I think, you know, for this year, I talked a couple of reasons as to why U.S. dairy exports on the volume side uh, might struggle to start the year. But I really do think as we go towards the back half of the year and especially look into 2023, 2024, 2030, the U.S. is on a really good trajectory in terms of our total export portfolio increasing in higher value, as well as large volume products that ultimately help uh, dairy farmers, processors, and the whole industry moving forward. That was Will Laux and Stephen Kane, key members of the NMPF and USDEC economics team. And that's it for today's podcast. For more on NMPF trade activities, go to the trade policy icon on our homepage, nmpf.org. To learn more about the U.S. Dairy Export Council, including rich data resources and an up-to-the-minute blog on trade developments, often written by Will, visit usdecusdec.org. And for more of the Dairy Defined podcast, you can find and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Amazon Music under the podcast name Dairy Defined. Thank you for joining us. 